Episode 14, Canadian Drone Hub, DJI Info Saturday. Got that coming up. This past Saturday, June the 1st, I spent part of the morning on Canadian Drone Hub going over all the latest DJI updates. And without any further ado, let's go ahead and roll that in its entirety. Hey, Bill. How you Hi. doing? Hey, morning. good morning, Val. Morning, good morning, Bill. Roger. Morning, John. Morning, Paul. Morning. How is everybody? Hey. Doing good. Doing good. Great. We're great. Boy, what a, what a, what a week. Um, can't wait to hear what you have to say. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like every time, you know, it's like that old. Remember, EF Hutton talks, people listen, kind of thing on a commercial. Yeah. Well, DJI talked this week, and wow, it, it they really they really made a made a big splash. They um starting on June the seventh, they have a sale going on. The sale is one hundred and twenty dollars off Mavic Air, one hundred and twenty dollars off a Mavic Air combo and $100 off a Mavic 2 Zoom. And what does all this wow. mean? I mean, there is a lot more behind just this drone, those drones being on sale. Yeah, there is. You know, DJI does not come out and offer $100 or $120 off on a drone without having something behind it, okay? First, we'll go to the Mavic Air, okay? Now, you know, everybody and his brother has been talking about the Spark 2 with good cause. You know, that's that's one thing that we have. Um, hang on a second. My dog's barking. I got to close the door. Okay. You know, everybody's been talking about the spark, too, with good with good reason. And what I'm and this is just conjecture on my part. I haven't heard this or seen this from anybody. But this is kind of like just speculation based upon DJI. I think they're going to come out with two versions of a spark. All right. They're going to have a basic version, which is kind of like what, what we have right now. And it's going to be priced inexpensively. It's going to be in the $499 range with a controller and, and very affordable. I think you're going to see a spark too. And I think the spark two is going to replace the Mavic air. All right. And it's going to have all the features that you see in the Mavic air. Plus it's going to have, the new quieter ESCs and props on it, um, probably OcuSync 2.0. And, you know, that's going to still be in the same kind of a price range of about $799 what the current Mavic Air is. I think they're doing away with the Mavic Air. This is just speculation and conjecture on my part because it would make sense. That name Spark has generated and continues to generate a ton of sales for them. All right. I mean, I, you know, and I know, and I've talked to a lot of people out there and, you know, they say, you know, when you go to look for a spark right now, the only ones you can find are white. I mean, yeah. they don't even have yeah. black right now. That's it. Uh, and, and they're hard to find. I mean, even, go, even on eBay right now, they're not, they're not plentiful out there. So, uh, you know, if you want to get a spark, it's, 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 it's really kind of slim pickings right now. So I really think that what we're going to see here is we're going to see two iterations of a Spark come come July. We're going to see a Spark and probably a Spark Pro or a Spark Advanced or something along those lines, and it's going to more closely resemble the Mavic Air. I think they're going to be doing away with the Mavic Air entirely. That's just pure conjecture on my part. And I think it kind of would make sense as well, too, because, you know, they, built, they, they have built up 
DJI is very, very good with name brand recognition. You know, you know, I've talked about that with the Phantom before, but I'm seeing them doing the same thing here with the Spark, using that great name brand recognition that they have, and then continuing that with like a Spark Pro, uh, a Spark 2 um, kind of, Spark 2 Pro kind of a thing, and, and totally replacing the Mavic Air. That's what, that's what I see going on with that. Now, um, you know, as far as pricing is concerned, I would say, you know, we would probably be in the range of $799. It's going to be, with a fly more, it's probably going to be $999. It'll probably be right under $1,000. But it's going to improve upon the Mavic Air with, like I said, the new quieter ESCs, the new quieter props, and probably OcuSync 2.0. Because I think, I think they'll figure it out how to get it in that size of a frame. I think that was a big holdup, was getting a printed circuit board that will fit in that size um of, of a body for the drone okay now with 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 the mavic 2 zoom okay that presents a more interesting kind of a scenario for me and you know i had somebody said you know to me i, I got a comment overnight and says oh they're probably doing that so they could be able to sell mavic 2s with a pass in it and i said well i said understood you know the mavic 2 enterprise and paul knows it already has a pass in it and you know, APAS physically, as far as the hardware is concerned, you know, it's just it's just a little bit more than than, than a printed board. Okay, it's not very big. It's not something that's that's going to be cumbersome. However, it needs to be part. It's 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 kind of like on your on your personal computer, um, on a motherboard. That it needs to be part of that. Okay, it's something that you can't like plug and play and drop drop in something like that. It needs to be integrated in with that. So I don't see that happening. However, what I do see happening, and this, again, this is something that's just conjecture and speculation on my part. DJI has perfected a Mavic 2 Pro slash Zoom, an all-in-one camera, having the Pro camera with it, but having the capabilities of the Zoom as well. This is what I see them coming out with, with the, with the new iteration of the Mavic 2. I think you're right. I mean, it would only make sense because, you know, I can't tell you how many people I know of, you know, bought both drones because they wanted the capabilities of the Zoom, but they also wanted the professional style quality of the Pro as far as the camera was concerned. Right. Yeah. And as far as the Mavic Air goes, there are so many complaints because of the noise factor from that. And once you get into a Pro series it, with the quiet props on it, huge difference i mean i fly my older you know mavic pro it's not the two with the quiet props on it it's it's just it's just a much better feel and everything that you just from the mavic air it's just so noisy and it's at that right pitch that just annoys people so it, it just doesn't seem to uh, play as well you're right, John. I mean, it just, it sounds like a hornet's nest. Yeah. I mean, you know, really, when, when you listen to it or, you know, stirring up a, a good old hornet's nest and, and it really does. And, well, you know, when I, when I was doing my test flights, I was doing them in front of the house and I always attracted a crowd of people. Yeah. People were coming out of the wood. Hey, what is that? What's going on? What's making all that noise kind of thing? You know? And, I mean, well, you know, it, it, the only good thing about it was, was you knew where it was in the sky at all times because you could hear it. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I would have that a thousand feet away and you could still hear it. You, you know, still hear it. You know, the Phantom 4 Pro and the Mavic 2 Pro, when they're a thousand feet away, I can't hear them. But nope. boy, that Mavic Air, you can sure hear that. 
Absolutely. And I think the other thing that, you know, here's another thing. And, and I kind of want to kind of want to go back on this. I had a lot of people comment, um, you know, on my Spark 2 video that I did. And basically the article was from Drone DJ and Hey Kestaloo. And I want to go back and say, Hey Kestaloo is a excellent source of information. All right. Um, he's somebody that you can trust. He has contacts with DJI. So when he puts out an article or information, it's, I, I look upon that as very reliable and very solid. Um, one of the other things with, with this too is, you know, one of the other comments I have been getting a lot, well, you know, how come, you know, they're only going to increase battery life two minutes, Bill. Why, why can't they get it? You know, why can't we get another 10 minutes out of a battery like that? All right. Which is, it's a very valid point, but Rick Smith gave me a great education on this um, when I was on a show with him and he talked about, he said, you know, the drone technology, <clears throat> let's use an example. The drone technology is here. The battery technology is here. In other words, okay, the lithium ion battery technology, it's not, it's not up to drone technology yet. Okay. <clears throat> For them to be able to get two more minutes is incredible. All right. In the same size, or maybe even a little bit of a bigger, bigger uh, battery to be able to get that is, is incredible because you know, it, how it produces electricity, and I'll try to keep this real simple, is, you know, it's a chemical reaction between the metal and the plates, and, there, and there's chemicals inside there, and they get charged up, and that's what produces the electricity. But there's only so much that you can do inside a given space right now with, with right. that. And, you know, in order to do that, either, you know, you have to expand the battery, which means you have to expand the drone. And, and that's, and that's where things are at. And I think a lot of people get real frustrated because, you know, they want to see, oh, we want to see a 30-minute flight time with something. Well, you know what? If you want a 30-minute flight time, Phantom 4 Pro is, is your gig, okay? Um, you know, it, it just it just can't happen. And, again, that's because of the physical size of the battery. It's just people need to realize that. You know, and that's one of the things I get on almost a daily basis is people asking me about that. Well, the other thing is, this week, well, last Saturday after the show, Valerie and I, I took my DJI Osmo Action and we vlogged our trip to Sam's Club and out grocery shopping last week. And it really ended up, it was, it ended up being great. And I got a video coming out on it this weekend. It really, I really liked it. And one of the big things is, you know, one of the, one of the couple of things I really wanted to test here was the rock steady feature. And let me tell you, I was incredibly impressed with the rock steady feature, the image stabilization on it. The other thing I was impressed, you know, out of the box, you know, there's no microphone adapter yet. There's no options for that yet. But yet I was in Sam's Club. And if any of you know about going to a warehouse store like Sam's Club on a Saturday, okay, <laughs> it is probably one of the noisiest environments next to going to your local airport, all right? <laughs> it's just crazy loud inside there all right well i'm walking through the store and i'm talking and then i go back and i look at the footage later you could hear me crystal clear there was like absolutely no problem with that so the person that has the actual osmo action in front of them you can hear them without any question now however valerie who was even just standing you know just a couple of feet away from me you could barely hear her so but what I'm saying is you know, a lot of people are complaining about already, and I've heard, 
you know, the sound from it. And, and I'm like, guys, you need to remember something, okay? This was designed for the person that's using it, not, you know, you know, picking up the sound around you. You know, that's you're going to get what I call ancillary sounds and, and, and background sounds. But, you know, to hear me crystal clear when I'm walking through Sam's Club, I think that's an incredible accomplishment. I think DJI did very good with that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the transitions from dark to light and from light to dark, for example, you know, it was 95 and it's, it's like summer is in full bloom here in Florida right now. You know, we're going from, from sunlight into a, into a different environment and then back out again. Those transitions were fantastic. The camera, I didn't touch a thing. And it came, it transitioned perfectly. There wasn't any, there wasn't any issue with that at all. And that's another thing that I was really impressed with. And the colors right out of the box. You know, I don't, I don't do a lot of post-processing when I put my videos out there on YouTube because, you know, I, I want people to see, you know, you know, whether it's from my Phantom 4 Pro, whether it's from my Mavic 2 Pro, or now whether it's from, you know, my Osmo Action, I want them to see colors the way they are. I want them to see just as just as it appears absolutely the colors on there were just stellar I, I could not have been more impressed with that um you know my only thing right now the only i i hate i hate to call it a negative but the battery life is about 50 50 plus about 52 minutes on it and i think that could be a little bit better i'm shooting at 4k 30 now i'm not shooting at 1080 i'm shooting at 4k 30 so um and yeah, I got, I got, you know, I did get a full 50, 51, 52 minutes out of it, you know, and you have to charge it. Now, batteries are going to be inexpensive, but they're not available yet. New batteries are $19 a piece, which, you know, I think that's, that, that's relatively good. However, you know, DJI op shows their site still shows those options aren't available yet. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get to see those options soon. Um, you know, and I'm, what I'm also hoping, too, is um, usually when DJI holds an event, they will send out emails to uh, persons that they're going to invite. Probably it's usually at least four weeks ahead of the event. So I would say if this event's being held in July, which Drone DJ said it, it, it was going to be, that DJI is going to have a release that these invitations will probably be coming out sometime this week because, you know, that's a worst kept secret. You know, that's one of those things, um, you know, they obviously, you know, the one thing is when I get in and when I get it, the only thing I, I, I can tell you is that there's an event. I can't tell you the physical location of the event. That's one of the things they want you to keep under wraps because they don't want to get it. They don't want getting mobbed there um, and having people come there and show up that, that shouldn't be there. But, uh, you know, it, it's it, those invitations will probably be email invitations will probably be going out this week. So um, that, that's that's my conjecture on that. <clears throat> so just a quick question. Can I ask something, Bill? No. Um, the workaround for the for the um, action cam then mm -hmm. would be to carry a power bank with you. Yes. Would yes, that be I, about the workaround you yeah, have to use for a while? And, that's a great that's a great point, Val. Rick Smith actually did that on one of his latest videos. He said, you know, if you're out shooting for the day, and what he recommended, and he had a great setup um, on his tripod, he had put Velcro on there. And on the back of his uh, portable battery bank that he had, 
but he had Velcro on it. And he just snapped it on there, and it was great. I mean, you, you could run infinitely long. As long as you have, have enough power, you could keep shooting. And why not? The other thing with the Osmo action that I noticed is when it runs a long time, it does get kind of warm. Now, you know, I don't know. You know a lot of it mm. could be due to being down here in Florida, but wow, that thing was like super hot, like, you know, like you don't want to <laughs> touch it kind of hot. I mean, it was really, it, it was, it was, but, but, you know, I was shooting, I was, I was vlogging, you know, I didn't stop. I just kept going with it. And uh, what DJI does on the actual cameras, it's uh, on the actual footage itself on the SD card, they put them into five minute chunks. I mean, they, they can, it continuously records, but it's put into five minute segments out on the SD card when you go to when you go to download it on your PC. I'll be I'll be back. I got a, the mail guys here and a customer pulled up. I'm gonna jump out of the stream, but I'll stay in the uh, okay. chat. Okay. 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 And hi, Golden Retro. Yep. That is Tony. Tony. Silver. I'll be back. Silverado. I think it was. Well, yeah. Um, and as far as, you know, as far as the Osmo action, you know, a lot of people have been coming out with a lot of reviews and a lot of things are being said about it. But, you know, even even at the price of, of $349 here in the U.S., which it, you know, really should have been $299, it's a steal compared to the um, GoPro Hero 7 um, for everything that you get with it, for that Rocksteady image stabilization, for you know, the different modes that you can get for the front viewfinder that you can get on it. Um, you know, I think, I think it's out of the box. It's probably one of the best action cameras that's available today. I mean, it, it really is, you know, a lot of people, you know, and see, I come from the standpoint, I never owned a GoPro hero seven. So, you know, I can't, I can't compare the two. I don't, you know, and, and a lot of people said, you know, like Ron Brown and, and Mark Crawford <laughs> told me, you know, Compare, you know, you're in a great position, Bill, because, you know, you, you know, you don't have it. You don't own it. So, you know, you're looking at it, you know, with a fresh set of eyes. And I think it's great. And, and I think that's that's a good way to look at it. And it's going to be something that, you know, when I do my drone reviews, when I go out, I'm going to be using that a lot because I think it's it's a great camera. I've already did some um, slow motion with it, with the um I was recording the Phantom 4 taking off and landing and the Mavic 2 taking off and landing in slow motion and, and then running the drones back and forth in slow motion. Slow motion is fantastic on it, too. I mean, the, the, I've tried almost all the modes on it. They work. They're flawless. It's easy, very easy to access the menus on there. Um, you know, so, you know, it's for me, for 340 even for $349, I still think it's a great value. I think it's a great uh, a great so, somebody, you know, if somebody's looking for an action camera, that would be the one that I would recommend. So, Bill, so your suggestion is if you're gonna if you're gonna use it for like like blogging or whatever, is you should probably invest in one of those handles to put it on, so you don't have this hot brick in your hand, right? Exactly. Yeah, I know. Rick Smith is, <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the things Rick Smith suggested right away was to get. To, is to get that, get that, get a hand, get a um, you know, handle, yeah. selfie handle kind I, of a thing. Yeah, I, I that, love you Bill's, know. Uh, I love uh, Paul's description. Word that was great. Bill, I'm going to post a link in here. Uh, it's for the Canadian laws here. I know it's 
it's different from your laws in the states. But uh, just bookmark it and check it out later. See what you think for about flying. it. For flying. For flying, yeah, I definitely want want to do that. Thank you, thank you, Roger. You know, and that's one of the other things I kind of wanted to talk about. You know, there's been a lot going on lately here in the states regarding these new uh, rules regarding like it's actually officially called Section 349, and it's it's aimed at recreational pilots. And you know, I I even I had a guy from um, he supposedly um, he has a, a a drone flight school somewhere in the states. And he mocked my title because I said, you know, every drone pilot should watch this. And, you know, whether you're recreational part one or seven, you should be aware of everything. OK, a, a good pilot, you know, whether you're recreational or part one or seven knows the rules backwards and forwards. You know, know what know what applies to them and know what doesn't apply to them. And with, you know, and, and, and with this, you know, it's it, we're kind of in an in-between stage here in the United States. Because they're they're installing the LAA and C that low altitude notification system in all the airports um, with that ADSB that is going to be on DJI is going to have on all future aircraft that they make, so we can know where you know all traffic is, all airplane traffic is, which I think is great, and you know so the tower can know where you are, and 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 that's going to be great, and but until that's in place. You know, you can't even if you want to fly, if you live within five miles of an airport right now here in the United States, the way the rule reads, um, you have to get a waiver to fly within that airspace or you have to contact the. Um, oh, I forget the name of it. The, um, they're the RC um, organization. Starts with the nail. Um, starts with the nail. They're uh, oh, it begins with an A, I think. Um, American. Oh. It's that um, it's it's the it's a radio control um, amateur radio control club and it's called AMA AMA I think or something. Yes, like. yes, Paul, that's correct. Yeah, you can actually you you they FAA wants you to use their fields if you're within in a five mile radius of the airport to fly right. in there. So I mean, but that's until the system gets in place, and then once the LANC system gets in place. It's going to be as simple as, you know, opening up AirMap and requesting authorization to fly in the airspace and you'll be done. So I think that's I think that's that's going to be good. Now, they're also saying, too, with this and this is real interesting because I know Roger talked about it when he was on Bill's show with us um, about, you know, having to take a basic knowledge test and yeah. take it from your from your personal computer to be able to able to fly. Well, they're going to be doing the same thing here in the States. Um, you know, there, there's been talk about this and people are just like, oh, you know, up in arms and stuff. And I'm like, folks, if you can't pass these, these like 10 questions, okay, you shouldn't be behind the sticks. Of the <laughs> Seriously. Okay. It's, it's one of the, it's, it, and it's so, it's just basic, simple things. And it's, it's going to be based on now DJI had, had a good set of questions on their, you know, on their screen. I don't know if you guys have, have seen that or not. But they were it, it's it was just it was just basic things that, that you should know. And I think questions are going to be like that. So and if you can't pass that again, you know, you shouldn't ha you shouldn't have a controller in your hands. I mean, really, is you know, is what that comes down to I, for me. <coughs> yeah. Thanks, Val, for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're but welcome. Our, our basic test was really uh, they wanted to know if you knew how to fly a helicopter. Yeah, this, you know, 
people kind of questions that and they're, the only thing they didn't ask you for is how many gallons of gas it takes in a helicopter you know or fuel that's the only things they didn't ask <laughs> uh, i'm telling you this the, 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 it's many yeah, he, flying planes in the helicopter and reading maps wow. yeah roger, roger roger told me some of the questions and one of them was uh i don't know if you understand helicopter i think you do is like uh, what what is the cyclic cyclic used which is the stick which controls the the speed of the rotor top rotor and everything else on the right hand side of the seat and yeah. and what what position is best for putting your feet on the floor pedals like what yeah. <laughs> well if i was flying a helicopter i'd be laying across those pedals with my hands over my head like what the hell how did i get here yeah, those, are the, those are the kind of questions they got on that test for the basic test here in Canada. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's about as ridiculous as the questions they have on the part 107 here in the States, because, you know, they'll, they'll be asking you questions. And, and I've had, and I've had many private pilots email me and they said, Bill, you know what this is? This is a watered down version of the pi private pilots test is what yeah. it is. he said. Exactly. I mean, well, you know, they did get rid of some things about weather and about knowing what a METAR is and, you know, having to read that, you know, and, and, and once you know what the code is, it's, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to decipher, but I mean, you know, some of these things that were, they're on this test now, you know, especially with sectional charts and they're really big for some reason, uh, they're real sticklers here in the States with the part 107 for, for knowing sectional charts. And knowing where you're at, you know, knowing the class of the airspace that you're in, which, you know, to a degree that's understandable, but also to another degree, it's like, it's so ridiculous because they're talking about different classes of airspace where you're not even going to be close to being yeah. in. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's just so, so far outlandish. And, you know, here again, you know, some of these private pilots even told me, they said, you know, Bill, you know, it's like, all right, you know, they're, they're asking questions that belong on a private pilot's exam, yeah. not on a not on a UAS exam. Okay. Yeah, I just I just got done taking my retest, Bill, and they wanted to know what was the maximum ceiling for a, a Class C airspace, and it's like what? I'm only concerned with 400 feet AGL or around buildings or whatever, not not Class C airspace as far as thousands of feet, you know? Yeah. You know, and 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 it, and it just it just really you know that that is such a good example, Paul. And it begs the question, you know, every time you hear reports of you know, for instance, there was that Aero Mexico plane that yeah. showed the damage up front to it, and it's like here we go again. And they yeah. said it was something something on the plane itself. It wasn't a drone. You know, it's like this. You know, it's like the sky is falling. The sky is falling, kind of stuff. And, and guys, yeah. you know. I, I, and I say this, you know, with all due respect to pilots and, and whatnot. Okay, at three or four thousand feet, if a drone is up there, all right, chances are real good they're not going to have any control or having any idea of where they're at. Okay, if they happen to be up there, you know, because I know you guys have seen that one guy. Um, it's a it's an overseas video. It's probably got about ten million hits right now. It's, it was a DJI Hexcopter. He had it up to, I don't know how many, 60,000 feet or something like that. It was just Ooh. absolutely insane. And then it ended up when it came back, it crashed. But when you're that far up, you have no control over it. You don't know where it is. I mean, your, your signal strength is gone. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just ludicrous to think 
that people would be able to have control of their aircraft at that kind of an altitude. And then the other thing is, you know, a lot of people want to know, you know, uh, you know, when, when you look through the specs of a DJI drone, for example, when you look through the specs of a Mavic 2 Pro, it will say that the ceiling on that is about 16,000 feet. Now, what that means is if you get past 16,000 feet, there's not enough air for that drone to operate, okay? You can't, you know, as far as, and what I mean by air is, you know, you know, understanding the physics of a drone and how it takes off, you know, you know, you're pushing up against the atmosphere and that's where the drone will rise, you know, but you get to a certain point that that oxygen and the atmosphere has changed so much for that drone, you know, it's not gonna, it can't go up anymore. It, it just physically, it just can't, it reaches a limit, you know, with the propellers and the revolutions and everything. So that that's what it means by a ceiling on that. Um, I just wish that, and, you know, and, and, you know, and people, people will probably blast me for this, you know, especially those on the, you know, all oh, we want to no limit, no limits on the drone community. I'm like, you know what? I think it should be installed in every drone, regardless, you know, of geofencing or mm -hmm. not, that you cannot fly above 400 feet, that, that it just absolutely, that's it. It maxes out and, and that it's not hackable because, you know, why you, when you get up above 400 feet, and Paul can probably testify to this as well, you know, your view as a photographer, it's very, it's, it, your best shots are taken from 100 to 150 feet up. I mean, all the time. Right. Yeah. Look at Paul, Paul doesn't go up, you know, 400 feet to take his shots when he's going around his chips. I mean, come yeah. on, people. You know, yeah. why do you need to go up that high? I mean, you know. Well, the, the, only, the only reason that I can see it, it for a kind of the height thing is if you're doing an inspection on a tower, because then it's the 400 foot around the tower and you can go 400 feet above the tower. So if it's a 1200 foot tower, you could go to 1600 feet above the tower and shoot inspection. You're not shooting things on the ground. Or if you're doing a building inspection, and let's say the building's 10 stories, 20 stories, whatever, you've got 400 feet around that. You can go up to 400 feet over it, but it's just for inspection purposes. Exactly. You so know, really quickly, Nacho Rowling uh, said, lift from the props, question mark, when you were talking about how it goes up. Yeah, well, prop, props props lift. I mean, they're like a, like a spinning wing. In other words, they, they depend on putting enough air below it to lift the copter up by spinning. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's how I that just, works. I, d I didn't know exactly what it meant, but I decided to ask you. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I had a. Um, th there's been a drone that's been making the rounds, and, and it was my turn to receive it. And it was a, I did a mystery unboxing the other night, and it's the golden egg. Let me go ahead and get it. It's, it's okay. okay. I saw that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is. It's officially called the JJRC. There it is. It's officially oh, called the JJRC GG. That's that's the actual name for it. And I had it out flying. Now it has a battery life of of five minutes. No joke. And it has a wand controller. Now, if you're familiar with these wand controllers, all right. It's where, you know, if you go this way, it goes that way. If you pull it back, pull it back. And, and I got it, but I had it outside and it it had a mind of its, it had a mind like my Valerie, <laughs> a mind of her own. Okay. 
th th this had a mind of its own. It was going everywhere. I didn't want it to go. It was heading over towards my neighbor. It was heading out to the street. It was going up when I pointed down. I mean, it was just, it, it was just, I was having so much, you know, I was kind of laughing the whole time with it because I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's what a $20, $20 drone, but it was yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, I, I had, I had some fun out there. No, it doesn't have a camera on it at all. Not even a 720p camera on it. So it's just, it's just to get it up there and, and to fly kind of a thing. And, you know, it's, what is it? You know, it's a, it's a fun drone. That's all. That's all I can really kind of say with something like this because yeah, you know, I, I thought it was I thought it was cool, Bill. And I was I was going to ask you is if it responded better when you talked to it in Chinese. Probably. Well, you know, I, I got the got the blinking lights on here now, and you know, it's just like, um, yeah, it's 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 very it's very interesting. You know, that, that's all I have to say as far well, as. It, far it, it's a takeoff of the big egg, the, the egg one they have, the drone. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that. But I mean, it was something different. And what we're doing is we're mailing it to other drone reviewers for them to go ahead and, and to do an unboxing and to, and to fly it as well. So you know, it, it's, it's just absolutely, absolutely hilarious. I mean, it, you know, and, and, it, and it's a good thing. You know, it started with Brian Singleton, who does his true drone reviews over in Pittsburgh. And then he mailed it to Ron, okay. Ron, and then Ron mailed it to Marcus Crawford, Idaho Quadcopters, and then Marcus just mailed it to me. So you know, it's you know, and I'm going to pass the baton. I'm going to mail be mailing it to somebody else. So keep it wrong. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, you know, it, it's just like one of those things. You know, Valerie was outside, and she says, she says, I said, well, this is called headless mode, and then the drone kept coming towards me, and she says. She says, why? Does it chop off your head or what? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was just, it was a riot the other night. We just had, we just had an absolute nice. riot. We're just laughing so hard on that. So, you know, Paul Kim is asking, will it, will it uh, connect to another controller? Will it link up to another controller? Oh, th oh, this? I don't think so. It's, you know, well, it, it was funny because Ron Brown asked me, he says, he says, you're going to try to pair that with a DJI smart controller. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing of it is, is if you were set up to understand what signals that it used for the controller, you might be able to play around with it. But you'd have to have some serious equipment, wouldn't you, Bill? Yeah, you would. You'd have to know, you know, the, the, the big thing is you'd have to know the frequency that it was operating yeah. on. You know, if you knew the frequency it was operating on, you could probably do some things with it. But you have to remember that, you know, that the aerodynamics of this thing, I mean, it actually, it does take off and it does fly, okay? And I think a lot of it is because of the weight. And, you know, if they added a camera on it, I think it would probably weigh too much. I mean, the battery is up in the top of this thing, okay? It's just, you know, because there's just not a lot, there's just not a, a, a lot to this. And, and it's, you know, these legs are very fragile that are down on the bottom here. So hey, you, you couldn't get the one leg to come down when you got it, could you? No, I, I didn't. But now, you know, it's like it's like I, and right now it, it takes a couple of minutes for that one to come down. But it do, does come down. So, you know, Valerie's like like I kept telling her, I said, the golden egg is coming. And she said, what do you mean the golden egg is coming? <laughs> and I opened it up and I told her, I said, I said, well, I said, well, you know, if if, if you're nice, maybe I can make you some egg drop soup. Okay. Uh, the, okay. the other thing that would be fun to do if we were rich people would be the next person you pass it on to is you put it in some kind of an ornate box and you have a Brinks 
Brink's truck, bring it to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the golden egg. <laughs> you know, it's like Bill, the true drone review says he already tried to link it up to another controller. It doesn't work. Oh, okay. 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 Brian did. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there's your, there's your answer. It's like that. Those wand controllers are very interesting because, you know, you're supposed to hold it level and steady when you start out and, yeah. you know, it's supposed to, it's, it, and, and you can calibrate it. And I did calibrate it and I had it working. And then, and then I asked Valerie, I said, why don't you go ahead and shoot me? And I used the Osmo action to, to record me outside. I said, why don't you go ahead, ahead and film this? And she's like, okay. And, it, and then it's funny. And then on one of the passes, it starts coming to her, and then and then Valerie goes, "Oh crap!" But she didn't say crap. You know, it was right right towards her, and I'm like, "I gotta cut that out." You know that? Don't you? <laughs> it's just it's just it's just an absolute blast. Well, we have uh, officially um, today. What it is? Um, they're having a a shower for my daughter up in Ohio. Um, and her due date uh, is four weeks from today, oh, uh, cool. June 29th. Nice. So we're kind of on pins and needles and they've already have a name for now. They, it's a girl. We do know that. Um, but, and they already have a name, but they haven't, they are sworn to secrecy. They are not a living soul other than the, themselves who, what the name of the baby is. Wow. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. And, what we're going to do is probably in very early July, um, we're going to give them about a week or so. And I think it would be good for them to get used to things. We're not going to descend upon them. We actually, we thought we had thought about staying with them, but we're going to get a hotel nearby and we're going to stay for, for a few days up there to, to enjoy this. We, we want to soak that in. And, you know, it's perfect because Valerie's birthday is July 8th. Mine is July 16th. So it's like, I said, you guys are giving me, giving, giving us, the best birthday presents ever. I mean, you know, how could you, how could you even begin to give a better birthday present than this? That's it. That's it. We're looking, we're looking forward to it. Well, the, other thing, the other thing you could do, Bill, would be to rent a motorhome and see America and take your drones as you go um, over there to visit and come back again. Well, that's very interesting that you bring that up, Paul, because I'm going to be able to retire in about five years and eight months. I only have the date circled on my calendar. <laughs> and what we're going to do is I'm going to buy a, um, probably buy like a Toyota Tundra. I have a Toyota Tacoma right now. But we're going to buy, I'm going to buy a Toyota Tundra. And then we're also going to buy uh, like a, one of the, one of those tiny homes. Oh, okay. Right? And we're going to oh. tow it up there because the property that my son-in-law lives on, it's his dad's property. He owns about, almost 750 acres up there oh, wow. acres. and there, there's like four or five homes that that his dad owns a lumber business but he gets most of his income from these rentals from these homes and you know there'd be a place up there you know we pay for like a concrete pad and and for hookups and we have that you know we're, we're going to stay up there several months out of the year especially when it's so stinking hot down here in florida like it is right now it's like you can't go outside after 10 o'clock in the morning right now you can't go outside. It's just too stinking hot. It's like night. When I got to my car or my truck yesterday after work, it was 108 degrees inside the truck. Oh. Yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, guys, I got I, I got I got I got my honeydew list. I want to turn it into a honey done list here. <laughs> Before I get done. Thank you very much for coming in, Bill. Oh, no, thank, thank you, Bill. You. 
And Val, I wanted to say I really liked you. That's that the, those videos you did on your YouTube suggestions. I really like those. Those are fantastic. I'm definitely going to be talking about. Thank you, Bill. I, I appreciate that. It's something that Paul and I had been talking about for a little bit of time. Yep. Well, yep. you guys did uh, two thumbs way, way up on that, guys. Thank you. Thank All right, you, guys. Bill. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care, everybody. Take care, Bill. Bye, guys. Bye. Stay cool. Bye. Stay cool. <laughs>